0: Okay, so this letter that we're going to learn today is a letter from the Rebbe sent to all the Jewish people. And as you can imagine, a letter that's sent to all the Jewish people is something that pertains to everybody. And uh, therefore, it's a, some fundamental things that we need to know about where, where we are and where we're going as far as this yontev that Hashem is giving us. What is it about? Let's go. Baruch Hashem, I'm I sent the PDF to the chat. Hashem from Brooklyn, New York. To our to, the, to our brothers, the children of Israel in every place. God bless you all. greetings and blessings. great peace and blessings. The holiday of Matzis, the time of our freedom, which is a part of the Torah, and the word Torah means instruction, indicates and clarifies to us the true meaning of the concept of freedom. A concept which has has been explained in, in many different ways and some... Uh, ways which are mishunim is usually a word that that indicates something which is like off. Some like the author uses that that same word, and the author talks about different translations of Tanya. Some translations which are uh, the, the translations of some translations of Tanya were made deliberately to make Tanya look bad. So he says the, the, the Tanya was translated through, sorry, from mishunim through not translated. It's, tanya was printed through different printing houses which were different from each other, and mishunim means which. Are deliberately off, so that the word freedom has that same malady. (laughs) Chag haPesach So the holiday of Pesach explains and reminds us the true meaning of freedom. True, true freedom, complete freedom in all three areas that create what man is, and what man's life is. Number one, v'kashr first of all, regarding his soul, regarding his body, gimel regarding the world around him, v'chulam yachar, in each of these three areas, in all of these three areas, as they are together. So Pesach is about freedom in, in our souls, in our bodies, and in our world. And, as all three of them come together. What this means is, A Jewish person has to be truly free in every one of these aforementioned areas. And in such a way that there shouldn't be any um, uh, friction and war between them. Rather, each one should compliment the other, and only then can we say that there is true freedom. It's often understood that it's impossible for this for this complete and harmonious freedom, what we're talking about, to be achieved by the soul, which is actually a part of God, and the godly spark which is in man, it's impossible that the freedom is going to be achieved by the soul being subservient to the body. And the soul and the body being subjugated to the world around them. So that's not the way, you're not going to get free by neshama serving your body, and by your soul and your body serving the world around you. Someone who is higher cannot serve someone who is lower and be happy and to be satisfied. Some, some, in our scenario, the soul serving the body, the body, and the soul by serving the world. Uh, which, in in the echelons of of importance, the soul is higher than the body, and the body is higher than the world. If the soul serves the body, the body serves the world. That's not going to be something that that is enduring and satisfying. That's not free. The highest thing in the person, the high, in the highest echelon, is the soul. The soul will never agree to become subservient to the body. So the immediate result of this analysis is the clear result, the clear conclusion. Next page. That it's understood that True freedom is achieved only when the lower parts of the person, the body, and the world around him, are elevated to the highest possible level, getting closer to the neshama and the neshama's, and the neshama's ambitions. And the neshama itself should be totally free from anything that stops her from being elevated. So, in order for the for the uh, person to be free, it's not going to work by the neshama serving the body. On the contrary, the neshama will never never want to serve the body because the neshama is the highest part, so naturally it shouldn't serve the body. Rather, freedom is accomplished by the body and the world around the person getting as close as possible to the neshama, being elevated towards the neshama, getting higher, and the neshama being free to go as high as it can. So, just, just thinking about this, not going further. Um, I guess the neshama serving the body, um, and the body serving the world. Just, just, just without thinking too much, please, please. This, is, this is a letter of the Rebbe for everyone, so it's. Uh, I'll, I'll, we're going to understand it better if you all share a little bit, you know. So, I think um, that the neshama serving the body. One thing, and the and this person serving the world. Um, I think we all really can relate to it. There are things that the world says which aren't true and uh, people lower their standards of what their ambitions are because of what the world says they need to do. We're embarrassed of our neighbors. As the Code of Jewish Law says, you shall be embarrassed of keeping the Torah. And so there's things you believe in and you want to do and your Shema wants to do and you say, well, my body doesn't want to do it or the world doesn't want me to do it. So when you listen to what the, your body says or what the world says, you're not... Exercising your true strength, your true strength, your, your highest power is your neshama. So if you're going to give in to what the world says you should do, what the world says you should be, what the body says you should do, so then you're 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 limiting your nishama. On the other hand, if you ask your body to be elevated towards the neshama, okay, I'm just thinking a lot of here. Yes, it it will cause friction because the body is is uh, likes to sleep, etc. But the uh the body doesn't want to doesn't want to give away its its desires but on the other hand the body going the, the ladder the, the arrow going upwards is ultimately the most satisfying uh, place to go everything 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 in the world is meant to be elevated so let's say um, a child who is uh on drugs and needs to go to uh, college and make a life for himself and get a degree and get a job or whatever it is So, so his his even though he says I want to I want to I want to have these drugs etc. Really, it's it's he is imprisoned He's imprisoned by by his uh, by his urges. He's not living to what he really could reach. So, so it makes sense to say that freedom is about going upwards. Freedom is about the neshamah going upwards, and all the body in the world going up towards the highest part inside ourselves, in the show. That's I think I think that's what the Rebbe is saying. Please chime in if you have uh, another take on this. All the above is reflected in the story of the exile and the redemption. The the Golis Mitzrayim was an absolute slavery in all the three areas that we mentioned. Number one, There was a spiritual slavery to the impure um, government, (coughs) the, the low government of Egypt, the... The, the, there was a spiritual slavery to Mitzrayim, to, um, which was called the abomination of the world. That's, that's a spiritual slavery. Number two, There was a physical slavery of actually working back, breaking labor. Number three, There was also a total loss of what the Jewish people owned at that time. As human beings, and as Jews, especially, they ha- they have a certain area in the world that they were meant to uh, to uh, be- should belong to them. And in this slavery, Mitzrayim, they lost any ownership of anything. They had are no area in the world that they, they could be called theirs. So there's a spiritual slavery. They were slaves to the uh, the, the, the the evil and impure, uh, ethically evil uh, government of Mitzrayim. There was a physical slavery, and Mitzrayim is the worst abomination of the world. Number two, there's a physical slavery, backbreaking labor, and number three, there, there is nothing that they own. There's no there's no impact in the world or ownership of anything in the world. Yitzias Mitzrayim, leaving Mitzrayim, leaving Mitzrayim also was in all three areas and in full measure. Number one, <laughs> First of all, there was complete freedom of the neshama. First of all, there was full freedom of the Neshama. Not only did we not have this uh, slavery to the impurity of Mitzrayim, that the Neshama wasn't enslaved to the, the, the deities of Egypt, on the contrary, God told us to take the Egyptian god, and to show its 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 worthlessness. So not only are we not enslaved to their uh, pagan and low uh, beliefs, on the contrary, Hashem empowered us to point to to reveal the how uh, the emperor has no clothes and the sheep are are uh, we're going to slaughter their gods. So that's that's the that's an indication of the spiritual freedom that Hashem gave us. Number two, um, Itcha, we're we're learning the letter the Rebbe from. Uh, we're learning it in the Hebrew. You can get it on, on Rebbe Drive. We're on page Laman Ches. Um, number two, Ishtacharus Malea Meshivar Gufni Yetis Messayim Biyad Rama Mreish Gali Zimra. There's also complete freedom from physical slavery. We left Egypt, Biyad Rama, openly, totally, with song, with music. There was a physical slavery. We're no longer serving the Egyptians. We're totally free. We were singing. Number three, and guarding what we owned the world, we left Egypt with a lot of wealth. So there was three. There was a threefold redemption. Our soul was redeemed from the servitude to Egypt and all represented and their, and their ideologies and their idolatries. Number two, we were freed physically from backpacking labor to go to song and dance. And number three, we were freed... Um, from uh, uh, from being slaves who owe nothing to having great wealth. There are some people, the Rebbe says, that are satisfied, they want to be satisfied with freedom of their soul. They learn, they daven. in. When it comes to eating and drinking, they become enslaved to the animal which is in man you say, I I will like to learn, I like to to do the the Jewish stuff, but when I go to do the physical things, I'm now a slave to the animal within me. That's one uh, one school of thought. There's a more sophisticated school of thought. Which recognizes the idea that the body and the body's needs have to also be free. And we have to indeed uh, eat with a with a Jewish approach, a noticeably Jewish approach. El, uh, so that's a second. The second, uh, uh, the more sophisticated school of thought, recognizes that the body has to be free too. The body needs us to also be free. So you have to approach food with a Jewish thing. Whatever the body needs, has to be approached with it in a Jewish way. However, when a person leaves his house, and he goes out to the world to accomplish something in the world, to influence the world, to gain financially, to to gain wealth, he must become enslaved to Mitzrayim. He says to himself, yes, okay, my neshama should be free, my bodily needs should also be done with a Jewish approach. The, Hashem says it should be done. When I go out to go out to work, there I am enslaved to Egypt. He feels the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch, the court of Jewish law, the whole concept of leaving Mitzrayim, that should be left in under lock and key. That should be, that should be locked up. He says that's a true thing, but lock that up. Or in, in the language of... Um, the Enlightenment movement, they used to say, be a Jew in your home and be a man in the street. That's, that was their philosophy. So that's that's a more a sophisticated kind of leaving Mitzrayim. We're not only saying that your your neshama should be free, that your body should be free, but when you go out to the world, then they're, they're your slave. They have to follow what Egypt says. So concerning all these schools of thought, the Torah addresses us and, and calls out to us and demands of us. Remember the day you left Mitzrayim, all days of your life. Every Jew has to remember leaving Mitzrayim every single day of his life. Remember that you are free. Remember that you're free in your soul, free in your body. free in your body. And how the Jewish soul and body, the free Jew, which was a free soul and body, transformed the Egyptian wealth to become Jewish, a great Jewish wealth. Remember that God freed us. We left the Mitzrayim. Our neshamas are free, our bodies are free. And not only that, we were able to take the wealth of Egypt and make it into Yiddish wealth, the Jewish wealth. <speaking in Hebrew> God only asks us according to our ability. He gives us, the Medrash says over there, According to his ability but when God asks us to do something only asks us according to our ability <laughs> <laughs> Hashem who is the creator of man he he addresses his requests of us only in sync to our possibilities to our to our capabilities <laughs> all we need to do is to have a very strong, firm desire to do the request of Hashem. This is also the only way to get to true freedom for all of us. To get free from the of our souls. So the only way to be free is by arousing this firm resolve to do the will of Hashem. And that will bring us to be free from a soul exile. And as a result, being free from our own internal soul exile, this will bring us to actually be free from the exile period through Mashiach. So, bracha for a kosher and joyous Pesach. And there are a signature. So, what did we learn today? L'chaim l'chaim. We learned that there are three parts to... Um, a human being there is the soul there is the body and there is our area in the world and all three of them have to have freedom and what freedom means is not that the soul should be subservient to the body the soul is the highest part of the person rather freedom means that the soul is able to go where the soul wants to go and the body and the world around us are elevated towards as high as they can as close being close to the soul and the soul's ambitions so that in Egypt, we there was a triple exile. There was an exile of our soul. We were serving a nation that was a pagan low nation. And they and they were the they dominated us. They didn't allow us to, to be free spiritually. Number two, we had backbreaking labor. Number three, we had no ownership of anything in the world. So that the slavery was complete. And the redemption was also complete. The redemption was in a way that we were totally free from anyone telling us what we should what we should do spiritually. Uh, we were to take the Egyptian God itself and to offer it as a gift to Hashem. We were to prove, demonstrate how their God is worthless. That's a complete spiritual freedom. Here we're, here they were under this nation that serves the sheep. I were to say, no, the sheep is meaningless. Number two, physically, we went out of Egypt. We were singing. Were no, no slavery, in the contrary, there's Labedic, freilich Number three, uh, we had all the wealth from Egypt took it out with us. So what's the message for us? If it says there are some people which feel that that they should be free in their neshama. How should they be free in their neshama? They shall enter, they shall daven. When it comes to their bodily needs, they feel that they have to be slaves to the animal which is in the side of them. They can't. They have to let the animal reign. The animal's just animal, the, in the animal's domain. And then there are people which feel, okay, you know what? You could learn in Torah and daven, and you could eat like a Jew, and you could do all things privately in your home, do what you need to do. But when it comes to trying to earn money, trying to trying to do something, trying to gain property. And, and resources, there you have to come a slave to Egypt. So the Torah says that the Jewish people, not only were they freed, it's a total freedom. The neshamas are freed, their bodies are freed, and they're able to even take the Egyptian wealth and make a Jewish wealth. And that's uh, and that's the. Then how do we do this though? Hashem only asks us point our ability. The way we accomplish this is by arousing within ourselves this firm resolve to do the will of Hashem, and that brings us personal spiritual freedom that will bring us to Mashiach. That's that's the uh, that's the letter. Any any questions, comments, criticism, tomatoes, cucumbers. Yes, doctor Ressman. So you're reaching out for those keyboards no you're not. Okay, have a great day, Doctor Resman. great day, Yonatan, great day, Itche. Great day, Rebzev, great day Reberal. great day David, later.